Welcome to Pep Talks, Pepper Jam's affiliate marketing podcast that takes a deep dive into brands, unique publisher partners, and industry experts. I'm Chrissy Kemmerer, content specialist at Pepper Jam, and I'm joined by Katie Sperklin from the product marketing team. Hey, Chrissy. Hey, Katie. To our listeners, if you haven't yet, just take a quick beat and subscribe to Pep Talks so you'll automatically receive updates on our newest episodes. Or better yet, fire off a review and tell us what you think. Your reviews will help us to continue to get exciting guests like the one we have today. Yes, and joining us today is Steve Morales. He's VP of Marketing at NYDG Apparel. Steve, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, thanks, Chrissy and Katie, for having me. Absolutely. So let's kick things off by sharing a little bit about your background and how you got started in your career. Could you share just a little bit about that background and what led you to NYDJ? Sure, definitely. Uh, so I started my career in the music industry, actually, at uh, Warner Brothers Records. Uh, mm-hmm. From there, I went to go work for a merchandising company that did web stores for bands and um, a few fashion brands. From there, I went to go work at the Bob Marley Estate and ran all their social media for about a year and a half, and then kind of got out of music and started working in the startup space, which is where I first started working with uh, more specific fashion brands, worked at a men's fashion subscription service, and then uh, founded my own marketing agency, and now I'm with NYDJ back working for a brand. So a little bit of everything. Um, you have a really strong background in personalizing consumer experiences, I'm sure, with everything from music to festivals to Bob Marley. <laughs> so um, how does this influence your day-to-day decision-making with NYDJ? Sure. So I guess it all really leads back to you know dealing with people, understanding what their wants and needs are, and just knowing how to speak to them. So I think, um, you know, from my early days working in the music industry, it was a lot of that you know, one-to-one fan interaction that, you know, community building um, and just understanding how to speak to people and, you know, knowing what they're interested in. So really deep diving into um, nowadays, it's, you know, uh, share of closet, share of wallet, mm-hmm. you know, what, what, what other brands um, are doing that are, that are speaking well to them, uh, subscribing to a lot of emails, following a lot of other brands on Instagram and just understanding how people um, what they're reacting to. So that's right. something that you know has been a, a common thread all throughout. Yeah, that's very interesting. Now you have been um, at NY DJ now for for just about a year. Uh, what would you say was the biggest change since your arrival? So I'd say um, we've really tried catering. You know the content we're creating um, okay. to uh, appeal to a little bit wider of an audience. Um, something that still um, is core to the brand ethos, but also, um, you know, caters to to a different kind of consumer. Um, mm-hmm. We want something that appeals to both our loyal customers that have been with the brand for, you know, 15 years that have grown up with the brand, um, but something that is also, you know, inviting and changing with, you know, um, what people are reacting to nowadays. Um, other than that, we're also really excited, you know, on the technology side, um, we're going to be migrating platforms to Shopify. So just wow. always trying to stay up on the, you know, cutting edge of technology that is available for us. Yeah. All right. That sounds good to me. So we touched a little bit about your background. Can you tell us the sort of the NY DJ story? What is the essence of the brand? I know you mentioned, um, quite a few years now that the brand's been established, but how would you sum up that that sort of brand story? 
Sure. I mean, NYDJ is, you know, made for women by women, um, all shapes, all sizes, and, and all women. Mm-hmm. Um, back in 2003, um, when it was founded, uh, comfortable and flattering jeans for, for every woman just didn't exist. Uh, most jeans had low waists, fit uncomfortably, and, you know, just overall didn't fit well. Um, weren't very stylish. <laughs> we're stylish. Um, so, you know, originally it was founded as um, Not Your Daughter's Jeans. And, you know, they, they really set to design the jeans with fabrication, with technology, um, mm-hmm. you know, in, in all the right places to make every woman feel comfortable and confident, um, like her best self. Right. And, you know, that is something that we've continued to um bring through with newer technologies that we're rolling out. Um, you know, we have our lift tuck technology um, and it's really throughout the entire design and production process, something that is kept in mind and, you know, something that we're excited to continue rolling out um, with new technologies that we're going to be introducing uh, the end of this year, as well as some new categories that we're going to be going into for next year as well teaser for yeah. coming this year. <laughs> That's exciting though. Um, yeah, for sure. So you did mention that um, there's some new products coming this year or um, that you've rolled out some other technology pretty recently. So what does your marketing strategy look like for these new products and releases? Sure. So it, it starts with really, you know, what the, the product and design team is putting together. Um, you know, they go through a rigorous testing process and then once they feel comfortable that something is ready to go to market, then we actually go to our customers. So, you know, we have very loyal customers that are, that are passionate about our brand, um, that, you know, they only wear our brand for denim mm-hmm. and it's something that they've grown to trust us, um, throughout the years. So it's something that we can go back to them. We're, we're very communicative with our customers. They can, you know, call us if they want some styling tips. They can call us if they need help placing an order online. They can come to, you know, one of our store, our retail stores that we have. Um, so, so we reach back out to them and, and let them know, hey, here's a free pair of jeans. We'd love to, you know, know what you think and, and please give us, you know, honest feedback. Yeah. Um, they've been very receptive to that. So it's part of the entire process and then working with our, um, you know, internal copywriting team and creative team and, you know, getting them to understand what we're trying to accomplish and, you know, putting that out there. Right. I love that. Using um, the customer and your entire rollout plan, like speaking directly with them, then you're going to know what to say about the product. That's right. And I do know too, as well, Steve, that Amara Smith, uh, who is our Pepper Jam CMO, had a an opportunity to try on a pair of NYDJ jeans at sort of a, a pop-up shop and she loved them and, and she did in fact have them sent to her uh, later on and she we, we were just talking about them. She still loves them. So I know that you do retail in some major stores across the country. Does that presence or popularity compare at all to that of the actual NY DJ site? Yeah, I would say so. You know, we definitely um, appreciate our, our wholesale partners. And, um, you know, we know that as soon as um, a woman gets a pair of our clothes, um, they, they love them and, and they're you know going to be very happy with what they receive. Obviously, that's much easier, you know, when you, you have a uh, in-store experience or something that you can go take into a fitting room and try on. 
So uh, it, it is a little bit of a challenge for us to, um, you know, convey that online through photos, through we're trying to incorporate more videos. Sure. Um, but that's another reason why we do have, you know, phone support available, chat on the website and, you know, have that direct line of communication. Um, mm -hmm. But no, we do love our, uh, our wholesale partners uh, for the fact that, you know, our uh, retail associates are, are very well trained. Um, you know, we have a whole program that we roll out with them and they're very knowledgeable on our products, the benefits, and, you know, it's a great experience to have, having a That's good uh, relationship yes. between the two. So they're really on board with the, with the whole brand themselves as well. So they feel educated and they can speak to all those, those same sort of things that you would be able to. I like that. Yep, exactly. So um, you, it doesn't sound like you really consider your uh, retail partners to be too much of a competitor, but um, in an industry that is booming like denim um, and such a staple in everyone's closets, how do you stay competitive? <laughs> What's the secret sauce? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's really a combination of things, I would say. I would say that, you know, we do lean on, you know, um, our legacy and, and heritage and that we're not just a fly-by-night brand. Um, you know, or, or we're not a brand that, you know, I believe nowadays you see a lot of brands launch or, or really try to, you know, attach themselves to a, you know, celebrity, um, for a launch or, you know, somebody who, who has a little bit of buzz, you know, in the social media space, um, like a big influencer. But I think that, you know, because of our, um, history that, you know, we're, we're able to, you know, have that established trust and, you know, we're not a fast fashion brand. Um, you know, we have quality products um, and I think people understand that. Yeah. So you did mention something a little bit about influencers in there. And I was wondering, um, for my own curiosity, what what does that look like? Does Do you have an influencer program or any um, sort of philosophy when it comes to working with influencers is what are the what are the logistics there sure yeah so we have a very robust influencer program um, you know that I'm very proud of that uh, we manage fully in-house we do have some tools that we leverage um, both from pepper jam and um, from other sources um, it's something that you know I've worked with um, many influencers in, in different capacities over the years. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a slippery slope, I would say, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> I've been a brand that, you know, and I think this is kind of the, um, current climate. A lot of people need their influencer program mm -hmm. to be a performance channel. Right. So if they say, okay, cool, we're going to pay this influencer a thousand dollars for a post and, you know, gift her a product, we're going to give her a coupon code. Mm -hmm you know, we really need to see, you know, a, a number of uh, transactions done and, and a number of a uh, certain amount of revenue generated from, from their posts or from their participation. Um, fortunately, you know, with NYDJ, we can uh, mix things up a little bit and we don't have to fully rely on the performance um, of that partnership, especially nowadays, you know, we were leveraging our influencers more for the content they were creating. Mm -hmm. Um and, you know, with everyone, you know, mainly being at home, it was something that we felt would give um, a more authentic feel to our marketing messages, our advertising messages, um, and just something a little more relatable, you know, to our customer, you know, as she is in this uh, much different world 
that uh, yeah. we're currently in the middle yeah. of. That makes total sense. I was interested to hear um, in the beginning how you started to say that, you know, revenue is traditionally a, a goal if, for an influencer campaign. Um, but, you know, what other goals do you look for other than um, sounds like you use co-marketing opportunities with them? Um, but do you kind of look more towards engagement then for your influencer program? Yeah, I would say engagement and just what they're able to bring out of our product. You know, there was a few influencers that we were working with recently that, um, you know, they, they brought something out in, in the styling of our product that, you know, we didn't capture when we did our editorial shoots, especially when, you know, we are having to shoot our products um, further ahead of time um, due to, you know, the, the wholesale timeline, the production timeline of everything. You know, we had a rollout. Um, most recently of a new uh, silhouette uh, top for us, the camp shirt. And um, we did a big influencer push, gifted out to, you know, a bunch of ladies. And um, what we were able to see with them coming back was was amazing in regards to the content they put together, how they styled it. Some of them, you know, tied it. Some of them just wore it a different way. Um, There's some really great content that, that was created. And we definitely saw that through the engagement. And especially when we, then reposted and shared it on our page. Um, people loved how it was styled. Yeah, very cool. And those are some great images. I've seen some of them on your site and social. Yes, <laughs> they're very, very good images. Uh, they, they paint the, the exact picture that I think of when I think of the jeans as well. And I think you touched upon this a little bit, and I we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the current climate and the current situation. Um, and for our listeners, we sit here now, it's August 5th, um, we we thought we would be in a uh, a two week sort of quarantine nearly five or six months ago now, and here we sort of still are uh, <laughs> being remote. So I know that that has had huge impact for consumers. It had a huge impact for marketers. Um, it now has a huge impact uh, currently for for parents with with school age kids starting up again. It's it seems the impact of the pandemic just continues to reverberate. So I'm wondering, what was it like for NYDJ and how have you adapted and overcome this new sort of COVID climate? Yeah, it was tough. <laughs> and again, uh, again, we're still, you know, um, in the middle of it. Right. Um, not, not really sure, you know, where the, uh, the end's going to happen or what it's going to look like. Um, but you know, when it was first breaking, we, we knew our response had to be twofold. Um, we saw a few people jump jump out of the gate and, you know, be early with offering promotions, doing, you know, some sort of give back campaigns. Um, but we, we felt like we needed to take some time and, and develop the proper response um, and have something that was going to be a, a lasting impact. Um, so what we did was we put together our Together We Thrive campaign, where on set, we did 25% off site-wide um, to provide relief for our customers that were still looking to shop. And then we also partnered with our uh, longtime partner, United Way, where we donated 10% of our proceeds um, from our direct-to-consumer sales um, to their uh, relief efforts. Oh, wow. Now, yeah, now, and we, we carried that through and we, we knew that it had to be both on the uh, consumer end, as well as, you know, having some sort of give back uh, component. So it was a great marriage. And then throughout the time, we just adapted and we tried to see, you know, what else she was looking for, 
and you know how else we could provide relief we got many messages from people that you know appreciated some of the even deeper discounts we were giving saying you know i'm so happy that now i can um you know afford to to purchase your products um and you know i love i love what you guys have here and what you guys are doing so it really did resonate um mm-hmm. but i believe it was because we took a little bit of extra time and wanted to make sure that it was a holistic approach mm-hmm. um we're now going to move into a, a second phase of of what we're doing uh we did add some uh face coverings or, or, or masks to our site uh that are denim that went really well yeah, yeah uh we, we sold out of our first um our first uh, batch of, of one of the uh, lighter washes in denim. So I had to quickly put a, another batch into production. Um, so it's something that we're keeping on. We're going to be rolling out a few more as you know, demand was very high for it. Um, so excited to continue. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess the masks probably aren't the only strategic shift that you made um, for the new normal of NYDJ. Um, so what sort of changes have you made? And this could be, um, you know, a a product offering or maybe even your United Way campaign or just how you're spending your marketing dollars. Um, so what changes have you made that you think you'll carry beyond COVID-19? I'd say, you know, for, first and foremost, it was, um, you know, our, our retail stores. So our, our wholesale partners, you know, are a huge part of our business. Um, understanding how we work with them, uh, both doing some, you know, more uh, drop shipping or, you know, being creative with, you know, how we work with them, um, understanding their reach and their traffic, as well as our own stores, um, as they were opening again, doing um, more clienteling and more, you know, one-to-one communication with shopping, understanding, you know, what what our consumers were looking for. Um, We've done FaceTime appointments, we've done, you know, Zoom calls, we had them, you know, some of our customers called in just because, you know, they were used to coming into our stores, um, you know, once a week to speak to their favorite associates. And, yeah. you know, it was something that, you know, they, they, they deeply missed. So we you have nailed you know. the customer touch points. <laughs> yeah, Honestly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's something that, that we do do really care about and we, we feel that, you know, uh, we're fortunate to have that opportunity and, and their trust and, you know, we wouldn't be in business without them. So it's something that, you know, we do really uh, take seriously and we, you know, want to focus um, our resources on. Um, but right. other than that, our creative team has been amazing in regards to, you know, shooting content themselves, um, you know, coming up with different things where, you know, we had originally planned on um, our outlook being a little different. Mm-hmm. And now we're just getting more creative with how we're creating content, how we're speaking to her. Um, you know, with everything that's going on. Right. Now, I'm also curious to know, um, Katie said it, hit the nail on the head there, you have customer touch points down pat, Steve. (laughs) Uh, What would you say, um, this might be a little bit more introspective of a question, but what would you say the best lesson or the biggest lesson that you've learned about whether it's your specific approach to marketing or just the constitution of NYDJ, what has COVID really taught you that was valuable about the brand or yourself? Well, I'd say, you know, expect the unexpected maybe, if that's not too, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> if that's not too broad. Um, you know, I would say, yeah, you know, you never know what, what life's going to throw at you. And, you know, I think that, 
you always want to surround yourself with people um, that you work with that, you know, can think outside the box um, and that can, you know, put themselves in the uh, consumer's shoes and really just think about what they're going through and, you know, you know, what makes sense and, and if, you know, your product still resonates with them. Um, so I think, you know, the, the biggest lesson I've learned is just, you know, appreciating the people that we have around us mm-hmm. um, and, you know, th- their ability to continue to work, you know, through everything that's going on um, and, you know, right. be good. I love that. Yeah. Keep your best in spite of the circumstance and, yeah, and don't get too comfortable ever. Right. Like always be waiting <laughs> for what's potentially could be around the corner. Always be on your toes. I love that. Yes, for sure. So um, we've talked a lot about your previous experience and just kind of, you know, growing the brand while you've been there, but obviously there's going to be some challenges. So um, what are some of the more common challenges you face in your day to day and how do you overcome them? Sure. I would say, you know, with us, it's the balancing, uh, the balancing act of trying to find new customers and, um, you know, expand our product offering, expand our you know, marketing efforts, uh, as well as our, and keeping our current loyal customers happy. Um, so I think, you know, with competitors and with, you know, um, brands that want to get into the denim category, or, you know, we're also in the, um, you know, shapewear or, you know, uh, fabrication technology, um, Mm -hmm. trying to get into, you know, denim or more stylish, you know, uh, outfittings. I think that, you know, we want to stay true to who we are, but we also want to see, you know, what makes sense for us. Um, and you know, how we can bring in, you know, smart people to, you know, help us expand the brand and grow. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That makes perfect sense. And, and of course now when I'm thinking about sort of the boots on the ground to getting a brand to grow, um, Katie and I are obviously very interested in the role affiliate marketing plays in that. And we we did touch upon influencers a little bit, um, but let's shift gears just for a minute so we can talk affiliate. Um, And I'm curious to know uh, from your perspective, Steve, what do you think is maybe the most surprising aspect of affiliate marketing that someone who doesn't really dabble or live in the channel would think or wouldn't think about the channel that's actually true? I would say just the, um, you know, breadth of work available and the um, wide range of of partners that we have access to. You know, you have some people who help with, you know, on-site optimization. You have some people who help with, you know, driving new traffic, content creation, working with influencers. Um, I, I would say just, you know, there's a lot out there and some people, you know, especially people I've worked for or worked with, you know, might have a little bit of a negative connotation around uh, affiliate marketing or affiliate partners that they just associate with, you know, people who, um, you know, offer coupons or, or, or things like that. I think that, you know, if you really dig in, um, there's a lot to be done there. Um, so we're very happy with our partnership um, and where we've grown the channel since I've been there. Yeah, I'm interested that you touched on coupon partners just because they, um, you know, historically, there is a little bit of a bias that, um, 
you know, maybe they're only promoting discounted content to their to their audience, um, or that you have to provide them with a steep discount in order to get that site traffic. Um, mm-hmm. So what what would you say about the importance of having a diversified affiliate portfolio? Oh, I would say that it's, you know, the, the only way to really do it. Um, you know, people ask me all the time, especially since I've been at NYDJ, you know, sometimes I'll post about, you know, some successes we've had or things. And, and you know, one of the, you know, they always ask me like, oh, well, what, you know, as you said earlier, what's your secret sauce? And, or <laughs> where have, you know, um, you know, what, what wins have you had? And I, I usually always speak to um, our partnership with Pepper Jam and our affiliate program that, you know, as I said before, I'm very, very proud of. Um, and, you know, I think that having a really good open dialogue and, you know, constant communication with our, um, you know, account manager has been amazing. Mm-hmm. So he brings us the opportunities and, and I really have him, you know, kind of break it down for me. Um, and, you know, when I came on board, I had a little bit of um, experience with, you know, uh, working with Pepper Jam. But, you know, I would say I've, he quickly gave me a crash course and then, you know, it's constantly just updating me on, you know, different opportunities available, you know, and, and it's also on us to, to understand that, you know, there's a little bit of flexibility. So the system is built where, you know, initially we might be worried about, you know, uh, working with a partner that has an onboarding fee, but, you know, that is, there is kind of a, um, you know, barrier or, or, or a gateway to, um, you know, limit the number of people because they know that they have value there, you know? So I know when I was working at a previous brand, um, you know, they didn't want to do anything, you know, with a new partner that had an onboarding fee, but mm-hmm. one that we, that we brought on very early when I was here has, you know, probably seen 10 times the revenue back within the first three months of that onboarding fee. Wow. So completely. That's a great sense. story. Yeah. So I think, you know, just align yourselves with partners across the board um, mm-hmm. that are established and, and are good at what they do. I think that, you know, people are going to stay in business, um, you know, if they're good at what they do. So continue for to sure it sounds like it sounds like you're making the most out of each category of partnerships you know from what you said about um you know onboarding and different varieties of partners and your influencer programs i love that you do have that diversified portfolio and you're seeing successes from it yeah yeah steve are you seeing that with uh your work in the affiliate channel that you're bringing in uh more new customers or are you seeing that you're able to increase the lifetime value of your existing customers? Is it a mix of both? What what does that look like? I would say it's a mix of both. And I think it's it's, it's really on us to, you know, continue that. I think that, you know, we, we do have to understand that, um, you know, specifically in denim, you know, it, it's, it's an odd category where, you know, everybody buys it everybody wears it um but people but people usually have their favorites and 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 it's tough to kind of understand that specifically just being online you know when you do have some of these newer companies that are coming in that you know are are much less expensive or you know um say that they have a certain offering that you know once they get it they don't really match up to what they're selling um so you know i think with that it's just, um, you know, really important and, and it's great the way we have everything, you know, set up, but, uh, you know, very important to continue to, to find the balance of the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that too. And I think this has been, uh, for me, as a fan of NY DJ Jeans, I, it was nice to get to talk to you, Steve, to get sort of the 
the other side, what motivates the consumer experience and, and what builds that loyalty up and, and how you maintain that. And also the responsibility that uh, you as the brand takes in owning that relationship with the consumer. I think that is super critical to the success of any brand. So I, I just want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us today, uh, Steve. I think it was very enlightening. Um, and I want to know if what you think your predictions for the NYDJ brand are maybe over the next five years, let's say, where do you see yourself? Sure. I definitely see ourselves, you know, expanding, uh, our product category, our product offerings into different categories, um, and continuing to, you know, be a leading, uh, force, you know, in the women's apparel space, um, and just really, you know, offering her almost like a one-stop shop for, for a lot of the other things that she's looking for, um, you know, and build, continue to build upon our trust that we've developed with our consumer. Nice. Um, so people know then where to check out the brand um, at nydj.com. So then where can they find you, Steve? <laughs> um, you know, good place to find me is, you know, on Instagram. Uh, so username on there is just the T-H-E underscore uh, M-R-K-T-R. So the marketer, just Ooh, did, funny, funny play on there. That one. <laughs> Fancy. Very clever for marketing at NYJ. All right, excellent. All right, Katie, I'm going to hand it over to you for a quick lightning round. Again, Steve, thank you so much for the time that you took with us today. And Katie's going to take you home. Perfect. Okay. Well, thanks so for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So, Steve, lightning round, possibly the most important part of this entire podcast, no pressure. Um, if you get to one that is that you don't want to answer, you can say pass, but I don't I think you'll be fine. Sounds good. Okay, here we go. So, what's the last song you listened to? Oh, last song. Um Grease by Ooh. DJ Khaled and Drake. Oh, classic. Nice. What's your favorite word? Crazy. Mm. And on the flip side, what's your least favorite word? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we didn't use that one too much here. Yeah. What is something that people wouldn't find out about you through Google? I was a child actor. Oh, really? Yes. And, because wow. my name is probably different. <laughs> Sorry, uh, most likely because my name is was was spelled differently uh, than what I use in the business setting. But I was uh, in quite a few commercials uh, growing up, and then I had a small part in the movie Indian in the Cupboard. Oh wow! This I'm gonna have to watch it. <laughs> I haven't seen it in years. Okay, so back at it. Stay at home orders. Are they not so bad, or are you trapped in hell? Uh, not so bad. Yeah. Um, what do you want? Who do you want to have most? Who do you want to have dinner with most dead or alive? Ooh. Wow. Elon Musk. Ooh, good one. I have a lot of questions for him too. So let me know if you get that on the book. <laughs> for sure. Would you rather ask for permission or forgiveness? Forgiveness. 2019 or 2020? 2020. Hmm. bold answer <laughs> and then <laughs> last um but you know very important what's your go-to cocktail an old-fashioned 
Mm, delish. Well, um, I think that you've definitely earned yourself an old fashioned. This was amazing. Thank you again so much for joining us um, and looking to connect in the future. Great. Thank you. Thanks again for I having see. me. Thanks. We just spoke with Steve Morales, Vice President of Marketing at NYDJ, about the importance of nurturing the customer experience in affiliate marketing by creating the high quality content that meets the needs and wants, not only of existing customers, but that's also inviting to new ones. You can check out the full podcast, plus many more by visiting us at pepperjam.com slash podcasts.